the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Highland Park shooter confesses that admits to a second random target in Madison, Wisconsin. Today we learned that he contemplated carrying out a similar attack here in Madison. The FBI and British intelligence warned against Chinese espionage. It's the Chinese government that poses the biggest long-term threat to our economic and national security. Democrat consultants are weighing in on Joe Biden, saying there is a leadership vacuum right now. There is this sense that things are kind of out of control and he's not in command. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, July 7th. I'm Mike Scott. On Wednesday, a U.N. official warned that a spike in food, fuel, and fertilizer prices sparked by the war in Ukraine is threatening to push countries around the world into famine, bringing global destabilization, starvation, and mass migration on an unprecedented scale. UNICEF Executive Director Catherine Russell says millions of children could suffer. Conflicts, crises, climate change, and COVID-19 are driving a global nutrition crisis, and the poorest, most vulnerable children are paying the highest price. Russell says it will be children who will bear the brunt of the problems brought on by adults. At least 20 million children live in severe food insecurity, and at least 40 million children suffer from severe nutrition insecurity meaning they're not receiving the bare minimum diet they need to thrive. World Food Program Manager David Beasley says the world needs to act right now. Global destabilization, starvation, and mass migration on an unprecedented scale. We have to act, and we have to act today to avert this looming catastrophe. The heads of the FBI and Britain's Domestic Security Service issued sharp warnings to business leaders about the threats posed by Chinese espionage, especially spying aimed at stealing Western technology and their company's intellectual property. The Chinese government is set on stealing your technology. Whatever it is that makes your industry tick and using it to undercut your business and dominate your market. And they're set on using every tool at their disposal to do it. In a rare joint appearance on Wednesday at the headquarters of MI5, Christopher Ray, director of the FBI, and Ken McCallum, director general of MI5, urged executives not to underestimate the scale and sophistication of the Beijing campaign. During the conference, Christopher Ray said China is posing a long-term threat to the U.S. We consistently see that it's the Chinese government that poses the biggest long-term threat to our economic and national security. MI5 Director General McCallum says the idea that China would become more free due to contact with the West 
is now just false. The widespread Western assumption that growing prosperity within China and increasing connectivity with the West would automatically lead to greater political freedom has, I'm afraid, been shown to be plain wrong. The security chiefs also warned that the Chinese government was a looming threat to global economics, technology and business, particularly to Taiwan. China is using state-sponsored hacking on a massive scale, along with a global network of intelligence operatives in its quest to gain access to technology that it considers important. Recently, the social media app TikTok came under scrutiny when it was flagged, once again, by FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr. It's a really popular app. Millions of people are using it. But really, that's just the sheep's clothing. Underneath the data that it's pulling, it really functions as a sophisticated surveillance tool. As of yet, neither Apple nor Google has pulled the app, nor has China responded to the joint news conference. Robert E. Cremo III, the suspected shooter of the Highland Park massacre, provided a voluntary statement confessing to opening fire in the Highland Park 4th of July parade and then driving to Madison, Wisconsin, where he contemplated another attack with a rifle he had in his vehicle. At a news conference, Madison Police Chief Sean Barnes says he's grateful another tragic shooting was averted just hours after the attack in Highland Park. Today I join you, uh, our Madison residents, and feeling frustrated, frustrated that more families uh, and more people are forever changed and or scarred by another mass shooting in our country. Now we will never know for certain uh, what stopped him, but I am thankful that no innocent lives were taken from our city. Madison Mayor Satya Rhodes Conway says the suspected Highland Park shooter could have done much more damage on Monday. This time, the shooter wrecked havoc in Highland Park and drove to Madison. Next time, it could be anywhere. On his way here, he drove past hundreds of communities celebrating the 4th of July. All of us are at risk when weapons of war are on our streets. According to a report in the Washington Times, the Biden administration has been quietly packing the nation's immigration courts, ousting Trump-appointed judges and installing people deemed to be more friendly to illegal immigrants. At least a half dozen judges hired during the Trump years have been axed, including two this month in Arlington, Virginia. Those firings, according to the report, are part of a reworking of the Executive Office of Immigration Review, which has seen four of its top officials pushed out of their jobs. Mark Morgan, the former Commissioner for Customs and Border Protection, joined America First with Sebastian Gorka to discuss the border crisis. And Morgan reacted to the horrific tragedy that saw the deaths of more than 50 immigrants in a tractor trailer and says Republicans need to demand Secretary Mayorkas of DHS be fired. 50 dead human beings, 50 dead human beings that died of one of the most atrocious, painful, unimaginable deaths 
that we can we can't even fathom, Sebastian. And this secretary continues to say that he's instituted a strategy that is safe, orderly, and humane. He's a liar. He should be fired. Where is every single Republican? They should be standing on the steps of Capitol Hill, demanding his resignation, demanded that he be forced out of that office at DHS. Morgan says that it's not just about migrants who die on their way to the U.S. It's not just the 50 uh, dead migrants from last night. It's the 700 dead migrants that have found recovered trying to illegally enter this border since he took over. The expansion of human trafficking and associated atrocities. The women and children that are sexually assaulted on the journeys up here as illegal uh, immigration has skyrocketed under his open border policies. This is uh, when, Sebastian, when is enough enough? When, When is enough Americans that are dying and migrants that are dying before we say enough is enough? The former Customs and Border Patrol commissioner says that the Biden administration is encouraging illegal crossings that will likely lead to more deaths. What's so frustrating is that the entire time we were saying, look, this is a problem. This is why we have to secure our borders. If we secure our borders, look, by February of 2020, we had reduced illegal immigration by 85 percent. Sebastian, that's 85 percent less trafficking victims, 85 percent less women and children that were sexually assaulted on the journey, and 85 percent less people that are going to die of the horrendous death of the tractor trailer that we found out about last night. We were doing everything to stop it. This administration is doing everything to incentivize it, encourage it, and reward it. And they feign like they have no idea why it's happening. Morgan says the problem is that, in his opinion, the Biden administration's policies are telling illegal immigrants to come into the country. They can adjust and change their tactics, techniques, and procedures. We call TTPs on a dime. I've said for many years that, that the cartels could come and, and give a business class at Yale and Harvard on, on resiliency and flexibility. And I'm not exaggerating. They are a sophisticated operation, again, that can change their tactics on a dime. This shows, this is one example of many, of just how sophisticated they are. But this isn't a new tactic. Secretary Mayorkas and this entire Biden administration knows about this technique, and they know it. And they also know that you can throw all the resources at this problem you want to that will not solve the problem. You can throw a trillion dollars at it. You can throw technology and resources. But as long as your policy and as long as your message says, if you break into our country, we're going to release you and then we're going to prevent you from lawfully being deported, they will come. Right now, there are about 590 immigration judges and they handle mostly civil immigration matters, deciding whether a migrant challenging a pending deportation wins his case and gets to stay. A new Gallup poll found that the overall confidence in U.S. institutions has sunk to a record low level, with only a mere 27% of people saying they have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in 11 of the 16 major institutions in the country. This is down three points from the previous 2014 record low. Americans have been worried about the presidency, the Supreme Court, Congress, small businesses, and the military now for over 15 years. There was a 10-point drop in confidence among pollsters from Republicans and Democrats regarding the president, presumably due to Joe Biden's handling of the economy, the southern border, high gas prices, and a shocking amount of Democrat-caused crime. 
Mohamed Yonis, the editor-in-chief at Gallup, joined MSNBC to dig into the data from their latest poll. The two worst um, rated institutions, I have to say, are the one, the one behind me, Congress, and the one I'm in, TV News. Um, and I'd love to talk with you about that later, Willie, um, at the end. But what's important to point out is that among these 16 institutions that we've been tracking since 1972, 11 saw significant drops this year. But this is a 15-year bipartisan, consistent decline across the board. So this is not something new unfortunately for America and Americans, um, but it's only a continuation of a trend we've seen. The average of all institutions, people that rate them the highest or confidence the highest, is now at 27 percent. Yana says that generally Americans on both sides of the political aisle are frustrated with the national government. I think the political narrative in the country, I mean, the worse it's gotten, the worse these numbers have gotten. But it's important to keep in mind Um, that people are frustrated with different institutions for different reasons. Um, A lot of the narrative that we saw, whether it is from President Trump or specifically um, uh, in the campaign era, uh, and particularly also with Bernie Sanders, really speak to the underlying disappointment that that Americans have with national government. Yana says that Gallup's latest poll does have a little bit of good news. Right now, only 13 percent of Americans are satisfied with the way things are going in the country. Um, I think there's hope, though, and there's a lot of hope at the top of that list. And what ranks the highest really are the military um, as well as uh, small businesses. And it's really important to keep in mind that the things that those two institutions represent to Americans, local accountability, Failure and success are very clearly defined. They get their hands dirty. They don't take credit for things they didn't do. They really feel different than a lot of the other institutions on that list. Giannis also says that the silver lining of the poll is that Americans may be paying more attention to their elected leaders. I think the media is is one of the most important challenges, and it is different because we've learned that division really sells. Um, uh, so there's a business model challenge with that. But there's a lot of hope for the future. I think when Americans have been celebrating at their highest levels of American, um, for example, we just had Fourth of July, pride in American uh, citizenship. We've made some of the worst decisions as a nation, bipartisan decisions that we've ever made. Perhaps this relative low is a moment where Americans are looking more closely at their leaders and putting more pressure on the kind of demonstrated leadership they want to see uh, and that they approve of in those two institutions that are at the top. Another key member of the White House media team will soon be exiting. Daybreak Insider White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports. Communications Director Kate Bedingfield will be stepping down in the coming weeks. She's been a longtime advisor to Mr. Biden and served as deputy campaign manager during his 2020 presidential campaign. Bedingfield's departure will follow the exits of several other top aides, including Press Secretary Jen Psaki and Cedric Richmond, who led the White House Office of Public Engagement. Greg Clugston, Washington. According to a growing number of Democrats, the Biden administration seems unable to respond to a myriad of crises in the United States. According to a report in the Washington Post, while Democrats believe democracy is under direct attack, 
The president's response is a mix of scolding Republicans, urging Americans to vote Democratic, and voicing broad optimism about the country. But according to top Democrat insiders, that isn't nearly enough. Rudderless, aimless, and hopeless is how one member of Congress, a Democrat, described the White House in that Washington Post report. David Axelrod, a former White House official under Barack Obama, joined CNN and said that there's a feeling among Democrats that Biden may not be able to meet the challenges America is facing. I mean, this is the this is the the lot that Biden finds himself in. There is this sense that things are kind of out of control and he's not in command. And this uh, and this lends, uh, you know, lends to that, Uh, you know, inflation is no one president could control inflation. But it is a, a you know, it's a gale force wind right now. It's affecting politics. Fox News's Harris Faulkner says that, in her opinion, it seems like the Biden administration is simply out of ideas. Well, no wonder they don't have time to prep the vice president on what she should say about a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a little right. preoccupied with how to clean it up for TikTok. Look, you know, the, the words about this seem, and, and I want to use the right ones too, desperate. Mm-hmm. They're desperate. They're out of ideas. They, they can't make our lives better at this point. And look, Jason Chaffetz said it last hour, no one person may be able to fix inflation, but you've got to fall down trying. Like, you've got to give it everything you've got. And, and messaging for TikTok is messy, too. I mean, what does China own? <laughs> I don't know if you want to put Everything. all of your... Right? I mean, they spy on us on TikTok. I don't think that the China should get, the t- should get the talking points before we do. That's all I'm saying. U.S. employers advertise fewer jobs in May amid signs that the economy is weakening, though the overall demand for workers remains strong. Employers posted 11.3 million job openings at the end of May. The Labor Department said Wednesday, down from nearly 11.7 million in April. There are nearly two job openings for every unemployed person. That is a sharp reversal from the historic pattern. Before the pandemic, there were always more unemployed than available jobs. Let's go inside the numbers with Daybreak Insiders, Mike Hempen. The Labor Department says employers posted 11.3 million job openings at the end of May, down about 400,000 from April. But there are still nearly two job openings for every one unemployed person. Demand has been especially strong in travel and entertainment-related industries. With so many available positions, companies have been raising pay and increasing benefits to attract and keep workers. Higher labor costs have contributed to rise prices with inflation now at 40-year highs. Mike Hemp in Washington. The American Kennel Club adds a new breed of dog today. Daybreak Insider's Julie Walker has more on this new furry friend. Say ciao to the Bracco Italiano, sometimes called the Italian Pointing Dog. The ancient Italian bird-hunting dog is the 200th member of the American Kennel Club's roster of recognized breeds. 
That means the handsome, powerful, but amiable pointers can now go for best in show at many U.S. dog shows, including Westminster. The Brocco goes back more than two millennia in Europe, but wasn't brought to the U.S. until the mid-1990s, according to the Kennel Club. Animal rights activists denounce dog breeding and say adding more breeds exacerbates demand for purebred pets and fuels puppy mills. I'm Julie Walker. And finally... most recent season of the hit TV show Stranger Things has just become the second Netflix show ever to surpass a billion hours viewed. Since the first installment of the season dropped on May 27th, viewers have spent a cumulative 1.15 billion hours watching the season's nine episodes, including 301 million hours just this past weekend. That makes Stranger Things 4 the second-most-watched Netflix season ever after Squid Games in 2021. Do you maybe clarify what sort of clues we're supposed to be looking for here? The world is full of obvious things which nobody by any chance ever observes. Sherlock Holmes. Both a live-action Stranger Things spinoff and a stage play set within the world and mythology of the show are coming from Upside Down Pictures, a new production company founded by the show's creators, the Duffer Brothers. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter, each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and Townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.